It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here on a Wednesday. Hope you guys are having a good week. And hope you guys are recovering from what has been a hectic day and a hectic week so far in the NFL, particularly on Tuesday with all the news across the league and certainly involving the Carolina Panthers, which we will we'll just jump right into it now. We'll start with who is what is soon to be former quarterback, and it's it's hard to believe we're even ready to say that. Soon to be former quarterback Cam Newton of the Panthers. As the Panthers as a team came out and announced that uh, they have given Cam Newton permission to seek a, t- a trade. Well, at least it started out that the Panthers gave permission uh, or gave Cam Newton permission to seek a trade. And in fact, Marty, even in their uh, their write-up on the website, uh, they said they gave Cam Newton permission to seek a trade as Marty Herney met with Newton and his representation to discuss the plan, signaling the end of a nine-year run in Carolina. And then Herney said, Herney said quote, one of, the, one of the distinct pleasures of my career was selecting Cam with the first pick of the 2011 draft. Every year difficult decisions are made, and they are never easy. We have been working with Cam and his agent to find the best fit for him moving forward, and he will always be a Carolina Panther in our heart. And then David Tepper went on to say, Cam is one of the all-time greats in Panthers history. If you ask any of our fans for some of their most memorable moments, I'm willing to bet that most of them would include Cam. Electrifying plays, giving away footballs after touchdowns, fun celebrations and big wins, his competitiveness and drive are rare. Off the field, you can't measure Cam's contributions. He has touched the lives of youth throughout the Carolinas and in Atlanta. He's unique, and I wish him all the best. So at least that's where it started in terms of, uh, you know, all this trade speculation. But then the Panthers posted something on Instagram, you know, the two statements, and then Cam Newton came out... And pretty much said, hey, these guys forced this on me. I haven't agreed to anything. These guys are forcing the trade on me. So you're already starting to see a little bit of tension, a little bit of ugliness there. That it's it's just a bad look right now with, with uh, how the team kind of handled that Cam Newton situation. But at this point, we can pretty much come out and say, and it didn't help either, that the Panthers, in that announcement, wrote about all the injuries that Cam Newton has. I mean, if you're looking to trade Cam Newton, you kind of lost a lot of the leverage by talking about all the injuries and whatnot, and the team pretty much already coming out and say, yeah, we've already begun discussions on a trade. So don't be surprised when Cam Newton fetches a day three pick. 
like a fourth or a fifth round pick. Because, like I said, you come out and you, we know now that the Panthers are ready to trade Cam Newton and we know of the injury history. He know We know he's 31 years old. He's probably not going to get that high of a pick. Now, where could he end up going? I actually think New England is a possibility. I think, you know, and of course, that was the other big story, probably the biggest story of Tuesday, was Tom Brady coming out and saying, yeah, my days in New England are over. Uh, the way it sounds, he's either going to land with the Buccaneers or the Chargers. But his days in New England are done. I could see New England swinging a trade for Cam Newton, shipping over a pick because, you know, they've, they've got some picks, maybe... Uh, Maybe throw, you know, they got some comp picks. You know, maybe even throw one of those third-round compensatory picks to the Panthers. Who knows? But I, I could see the Patriots shipping a pick uh, for Cam Newton while they continue to let uh, Jarrett Stidham develop. So I, I, w- I would keep an eye. I would keep an eye on there. Uh, Ch- you know, I think some have maybe talked about Chicago. Some have talked about uh, the Chargers as a possibility so really going to be interested now to see where this eventually leads and of course almost right away in a very quick turnaround we go from cam newton leaving carolina to teddy bridgewater coming to carolina and i don't think i've seen anything yet and you know keep in mind i'm recording this this is me talking uh, middle of the afternoon on Tuesday. So Tuesday night, something might have popped. But um, everybody, you know, the way everyone's talking, they're getting close to a deal. In fact, Jordan Rodriguez tweeted that they are finalizing a deal and other outlets are tweeting that they're finalizing a deal. I mean, they're, they're already bringing out numbers too. Three years, $60 million. Looks like it's going to be the deal. Teddy Bridgewater coming to the Carolina Panthers and you know I tweeted this on Tuesday so you know I could feel comfortable saying this now but uh shout out to Ben Albright of Pro Football Network and uh, his work with the Broncos a great insider and you know good friend of mine we hung out a little bit at the Senior Bowl in January we were were hanging out at Veets and he says to me because he saw my lanyard you know with Panthers wire so he saw Panthers and he's like hey Panthers are talking to Teddy Bridgewater. So I didn't want to say anything out of respect to him, and I didn't want to, you know, cause a stir or anything. So I sat on that. But, you know, now that everything's popping up because Diane Rossini is reporting it and Jason Lockin 4 and all these guys are reporting that, you know, there was some interest. So I I feel comfortable, and I've already talked to Ben about it. You know, I, I messaged him, you know, so before anybody thinks I'm, you know, doing wrong or, or anything here, I talked to Ben and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to tweet this. And, you know, is this okay that I say this? And he's like, yeah, sure, go for it. So, you know, so props to Ben Albright for kind of tipping me off all that time ago. Again, way back at the Senior Bowl that uh, the, the Panthers had legitimate interest in Teddy Bridgewater. And now here we are, middle of March, free agency starting, and it's coming to fruition. So it looks like it's going to happen. That Teddy Bridgewater will be the next quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. So what does this mean? Listen, I've been a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan for a long time, ever since his days. And I think I've touched on this before on the podcast because there's kind of been, I think there's been a little bit of talk before, but 
I've been a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan for really since the days of his draft, you know, when he took that tumble all the way to number 32 because of, you know, everything that was going on and people harping on his pro day. I've been rooting for the guy and then, of course, all those injuries that he had. So it was really good when he came out last season with the Saints and just performed extremely well in those five games and um, really earned the opportunity to get himself a really nice contract this year in this uh, in this free agency period. And it sounds like that's what he's going to get, $20 million a year. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to see Teddy work with uh, – with Joe Brady and working this offense, I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see how this offense grows. Now, does this preclude the Panthers from taking a quarterback uh, at some point in the draft, particularly high in the draft, like, say, number seven, if one of the quarterbacks are there? Maybe not, because this isn't, this isn't really a contract... If, if these end up being the numbers, three years, $60 million, this isn't really a contract that you're really tying yourself into too much. I mean, it's only three years, and, you know, who knows if he would even make it through the three years. But it's only a three-year contract, and it's only $20 million a year. $20 million, of course, is not much more money than the Panthers were going to, to pay Cam Newton this season. We've talked about this many times. It was set to be about... Uh, $18 million that the Panthers were going to pay Cam Newton. So you're only talking a couple million more on an you know average basis. Uh, and $20 million, I mean, look, Ryan Tannehill just got a contract with the Titans for almost $30 million. Nick Foles got about $22 million, and the Jaguars are already looking to move on from that. So this doesn't seem like it's a contract that the Panthers are really going to put themselves in a bind in. If things kind of go awry, you know, 20, 20 million dollars a year. Obviously, that's not your your high end high end quarterbacks. I think that's become kind of a reasonable number, especially when you know a thirty eight year old. I, th- I think that's how old he is. Philip Rivers is about to get twenty five million dollars from the Indianapolis Colts, or when Jameis Winston is probably going to get in the neighborhood of 25 to $30 million a year. So $20 million for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is a fine value. And it really doesn't stop you, I don't think, from going out and getting a quarterback in uh, in the draft. Because, again, it's only a three-year contract. And that seems to be... And I'm, I'm going to, you know... I'll come back to this in a minute. I want to take a broader scope for, for just a moment and talk about some of these deals. But a lot of these contracts you're seeing have have tended to be three-year contracts. Jack Conklin signed a three-year contract with the Browns. James Bradbury, a three-year contract with the Giants. It sounds like a lot of these contracts now are three years because these players know that they're set to make a lot more money when the new CBA really kicks, you know, it'll kick in, Next, really kick in next year in 2021 and then even higher say around 2022 as that's around the time that these new tv deals are either ending or new ones are set to begin and you know those numbers are going to skyrocket so these players know that they're set to make huge amounts of money i mean as if they don't make huge amounts of money now but even bigger uh within the next couple of years so these players you 
are trying to take advantage of that by taking shorter contracts in free agency, these three-year deals. So, you know, that could be another factor in this three-year deal uh, with Teddy Bridgewater. But again, also, I think it gives the Panthers a little bit of flexibility to go out and get a quarterback, whether that's, you know, if, if one of the top guys falls to them or if they want to take Jordan Love. I mean, you know, I think we've... Uh, I think we have at least one Jordan Love suitor, unless he somehow falls all the way to the second round, but I have a feeling he still goes pretty high. And if that's the case, then we have one less team to worry about uh, with Jordan Love if, say, the Panthers want to trade back and maybe get... You know, obviously the risk there would be they trade with someone who's trading up for Jordan Love. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, a team like the Indianapolis Colts might be out of the picture with Jordan Love because they now no longer have a first-round pick. They traded uh, the 13th pick to the San Francisco 49ers, a team we talked about on Tuesday when we were looking at Ben's mock draft as a potential candidate to trade back out of round one because of the shortage of picks they have. Now the 49ers have seven picks, and two of them are in round one. They now have 13, and they have 31. But we know they're not going to take Jordan Love. They've committed themselves to Jimmy Garoppolo. So, and like I said, unless Jordan Love takes a tumble all the way out of the first round, I think the Indianapolis Colts are now out of the picture. So that's at least one less team the Panthers have to worry about if, say, they have their eye on Jordan Love. Or potentially Jalen Hurts, maybe in round two, or as we talked about in Ben's mock, maybe trading back into round one to get the pick now that would also require as we also saw in the mock at least trading back once from seven to pick up some picks they're not really in a position i don't think to just stay at seven not make any trades at that point and then move into the the back end of the first round because a team in their position i don't think they can afford to give up some of these picks um to get to get back into into the first round but is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, I bottom lines, I, I don't think this will stop the Panthers. It, it doesn't mean they will draft a quarterback or they won't draft a quarterback. I'm just saying I don't think it stops them from drafting a quarterback because you're not really committing a lot of money to Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, this isn't your 30 plus million dollars a year that the Rams are giving Jared Goff or, you know, franchise to, and I'm not, you know, not to say these are all bad quarterbacks, but just as examples, uh, Carson Wentz getting about 30 million a year from the Eagles, Dak Prescott now getting the franchise tag for about 30, 33 million. It's only $20 million a year for Teddy Bridgewater. So you still have a lot of room to work with. And, uh, you know, of course more moves I'm sure will be made once, uh, you know, to adjust for the salary cap, but twenty million dollars is not a huge number. Uh, it's only about ten percent of the salary cap for your starting quarterback, which is 
not a bad position to be in at all. So I like the move short term and I like the term long term uh, in terms of, um, you know, the availability that they could uh, that they could still go after their quarterback of the future, develop him. And the nice thing, too, now is the Panthers may have bought themselves more time for a rookie quarterback to develop because now instead of talking about one year of Cam Newton, we could be talking about at least one year, if not two or even three of Teddy Bridgewater. Ideally, probably more too, because um, I don't, I don't know if they're going to draft a quarterback and have him sit for three years. You know, maybe they could go the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers route, but I don't know if they're going to draft a rookie and have him sit for three years before uh, giving him the reins, especially if it's, you know, outside of the first round, because then at that point, you're already talking about the last year of a rookie contract, whereas, of course, at least if you draft him in the first round, you can have that fifth-year option. So I think more likely we're talking two years of Teddy Bridgewater and then feed into whoever the quarterback is, whether it's, you know, unlikely, but whether it's one of the guys on the roster or more likely one of the guys that they draft uh, next month. But uh, like I said, I, I like the move. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of Teddy Bridgewater. I like what he can do in this offense. I think the Panthers just need to go out and uh, I, I think the, the focal point now on offense should be the offensive line because, you know, you've got some weapons, you know, maybe you go out and get another receiver and you draft someone, but you've got a couple of weapons. You've obviously got your running back in Christian McCaffrey. Um, you've got a, a young tight end in Dean Thomas. You just got to sure up that offensive line. We know left tackle is set with Russell Okung. We know right tackle is set with Taylor Moten and center for the time being is set with Matt Paradis. But you still got to figure out those guard positions, whether they re-sign Greg Van Roten. And um, I did see somewhere that the Panthers have offered three years to Van Roten, but another team is interested. So we'll see if Greg Van Roten comes back to the Panthers. And then, of course, you got to figure out the other position. I mean, right now you're you're probably talking Dennis Daly would be sliding into one of those starting spots, and then Greg Little is your swing tackle at the moment. But that's also a position now that I fully expect the Panthers to upgrade at uh, uh, during the draft. But that's that's right now the big story out of free agency is of course Cam Newton gone, and again no, nothing's official, but I think we can safely assume. Cam Newton gone, Teddy Bridgewater in as far as the starting quarterback. And, of course, there was a couple other free agency moves that um, that we need to get to from Monday that were reported. Uh, a couple of defensive players, they saw, or they're they going to sign uh, Stephen Weatherly, uh, former defensive or former edge player out of the or from the Minnesota Vikings, two years, twelve and a half million dollars, six sacks over uh, the last two seasons, but he's played pretty much in every game. So you know, a nice, uh, nice rotational piece there. Uh, and shout out to Luke Braun too for that little bit of a tidbit as well uh, of Locked On Vikings that he's going to be a nice rotational piece. And then Justin Burris, former safety of the Cleveland Browns, Raleigh, North Carolina native as well, played his college ball at North Carolina State before being drafted in 16 by the New York Jets. Uh, started nine games last season as well 
for the Cleveland Browns. He is coming to Carolina as well on a two-year deal worth $8 million. So a couple of moves so far for the Panthers um, on the on the shorter side, but um, certainly didn't expect. Again, you know, Ben Albright tipped me off about the interest, but there was still that part of me that wasn't sure if they were going to go out and be big spenders uh, at, at really any position, particularly the quarterback positions, but, you know, is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I know Panthers fans, it's hard to grasp that the possibility was coming that Cam Newton could have been gone like this, but, you know, and yeah, I, I agree with Joe Person that this situation definitely could have been handled a lot better. I mean, first you say that uh, you're working with Cam Newton uh, on a trade, and then Cam Newton comes out on social, on Instagram and says, no, we're not working together. They forced this on me. And it's like, well, that's not really the best way to uh, to handle the, the guy that's led your franchise for the last nine seasons. But, you know, so it, it could have been handled better. But, you know, we knew at some point this was going to come to an end. Didn't think it'd be this soon. But here we are. Uh, the Cam Newton era is uh, is over. But that's where kind of the Panthers stand now. Uh, certainly a lot of big news elsewhere uh, in the NFL. Again, like I touched on earlier, the big news uh, from the quarterbacks that we heard on Tuesday that Tom Brady, we know, will not play for the New England Patriots. Uh, we don't know his team yet. And again, keep in mind, when you guys are listening to this, I re was recording this Tuesday afternoon. So we could have news at like... Tuesday night at 11 p.m., or we could wake up Wednesday morning and, hey, Tom Brady made a decision. But as of this recording, around 5 o'clock Wednesday, or 5 o'clock Tuesday, Tom Brady does not have a team, although there's a lot of, pe a lot of people saying he's going to sign with the Buccaneers. There's people saying he's going to sign with the Chargers. It sounds like it's going to be one of those two spots. But we know for sure that Tom Brady will not play for the Patriots, which brings his 20-year uh, run with the team to an end. Uh, so as crazy as it is that Cam Newton's not going to be with the Panthers, it's even crazier that uh, Tom Brady is going to be wearing a jersey that is not a New England Patriots uniform. Same with Phillip Rivers. You know, didn't think he'd be wearing a uniform other than the Chargers, but now we know he will be wearing a Colts uniform. One year, $25 million. On an a lot of other big contracts and uh, big signings. Of course, we know a couple of the former Panthers have already agreed to deals. Uh, Mario Addison signing or will sign a three-year deal with the Buffalo Bills. As yet, the latest member, latest player to kind of go through the uh, Charlotte to Buffalo pipeline, as it were. You know, because obviously there's all those connections. Brandon Bean, of course. Uh, brought in Mario Addison 
off the Redskins practice squad. Sean McDermott, of course, former defense coordinator of the Panthers. And Eric Washington, another former defensive coordinator of the Panthers, is now the defensive line coach for the Bills. So Addison getting a chance to reunite with all of them. And then, of course, James Bradbury, like I said, three years, $45 million with the New York Giants. We expected him to get big money, and we expected him to be in a price range that was going to be out of the Panthers' range. So, no surprise. And again, Panthers' connection is as well there with the Giants, because, of course, Giants' general manager is Dave Gettleman, former GM of the Panthers. So, it's, it's all about connections. It's, it's all about, you know... When we piece these these puzzles together, it's all it's all about those connections, and that's that's what helped lead Bradbury to the Giants and Addison uh, to the uh, to the Buffalo Bills. But those are the, the two big names. We know the Panthers were interested in bringing back uh, Mario Addison, but as it turned out, uh, it's about fifteen million a year for, or excuse me, uh, about ten million a year for uh, for Mario Addison. With the Buffalo Bills, especially now that they've lost Shaq Lawson, they he went on to sign with the Miami Dolphins. So, but a lot, a lot going on. We'll try to, you know, as the days and weeks go on, especially with everything going on, we'll try to settle things down, and then we'll probably look at uh, some of the NFC South, the other NFC South moves as well, which again could potentially include. Tom Brady coming to the NFC South. That would obviously be very impactful for the Panthers if that's the case. There's now a very good possibility that the Panthers will be seeing Tom Brady twice this season with the Buccaneers. And boy, boy, is that going to be weird to look to see Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And actually, if I remember correctly, as I look at uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Chris got yes. If Tom Brady does come to the pan or to the Buccaneers, it's going to be quite interesting what happens with that number twelve because Chris Godwin currently wears number twelve. Although I'm sure Chris Godwin will allow Tom Brady to wear number twelve, and Godwin will probably change his number. Uh, so. But we'll see. You know, it'll be quite interesting if we get to talk about. Uh, Tom Brady as an NFC South quarterback. So we could be looking at Tom Brady, Drew, and that'd be something too. We get to see Tom Brady against Drew Brees twice in 2020 as both enter what could be the final years of their contracts. That would be something to watch as well. But we could be looking at Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, and Teddy Bridgewater all as the starting quarterbacks in the NFC South. There's you, cer- you certainly can't find a division that would have a more exciting and a more talked about group of quarterbacks than the than the NFC South. The NFC North might make a bit of a run with uh, with Rodgers, Cousins, Stafford, and Trubisky, but I mean just those names: Brady, Breeze, Bridgewater, and Ryan. I mean, what a what a foursome that would be. So. I, I would certainly love to talk about a division that has all those quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, it'd be certainly tough for the Panthers facing Brady twice a year, especially with, you know, those uh, all those weapons. But 
you know, it obviously would be for a short time. It's not like Brady would be there forever. But still, just just to be able to talk about Tom Brady uh, twice a year now, even just for one year, would be uh, would be quite exciting for me uh, covering this team in this division. So I think with that, I think we're going to get out of here. Again, a lot, lot going on, but that was obviously the, the main story pieces. Cam Newton out, Teddy Bridgewater in as starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. So everybody, take a deep breath. Let's relax. Let's, uh, you know, soak everything in and uh, just just enjoy everything, absorb everything, and uh, like and as always, take care of you, take care of yourselves. Uh, stay safe, everybody, and uh, we'll be back Thursday to discuss some more stuff, whatever pops up. I mean, at this point, everything's coming in hot and heavy, so who knows what uh, what we'll be talking about on Thursday. But uh, that's the fun thing about uh, covering the NFL is you never know, but when you do, it's, uh, it's always crazy and it's always fun. So, as always, thanks for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate it. Have yourselves a good day, and we will see you tomorrow right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.